The Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, Episode 190. In a recent Gallup poll, over 70% of Americans admitted they were disengaged or actively hated their jobs. Let's flip that around, folks, starting right now. Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and today's episode is going to be a little different than past episodes for a few reasons. One, this is going to be my first solo episode since October 15th, 2013, so almost 24 months ago. 170 episodes ago. We haven't done a solo episode here, and that's for a few reasons. One, they're not usually that much fun for me. Uh, Believe it or not, I like to ramble on with other people actually to talk to, whether that be Heather, whether that be Jason, who are the co-hosts who come on quite a bit, whether that be a guest, things like that. But today I wanted to discuss the impact on my life that a friend of mine, Scott Dinsmore, who just recently passed away, had on my life. And I didn't feel like I could do this with another person on the podcast. I actually, for the last eight days, have been sitting down trying to write a post to be able to get my feelings out. That hasn't worked. I've just stared at the computer screen over and over and over again. I've tried to record a podcast And that has been very difficult as well. So I'm not exactly sure how this episode is going to turn out, but I do think it's important that I record it and that hopefully not only can it be therapeutic for me, but also the main point of this podcast that I'm recording today is, is to help it be inspirational. I know we're talking about death and it's a very somber topic and it's something I've been dealing with over the last eight days and has not been pleasant. It's been very, very difficult, but... There's a lot that can be taken out of this. And my goal is that if anyone listening, if this can help them in any way, this can help inspire them to do something different, which is what Scott's main mission was, or if this can even help them realize or, or help figure out maybe how they can deal with grief or something like this happening, then I'm really happy that that can take place. So it's going to be a little hard to record this podcast, but what's so strange about it is that you know, I talk about the death of a friend and Scott was not a childhood best friend. In fact, Scott grew up in California. I grew up in Philadelphia, so we're about as far away as possible. Um, We didn't share incredible nights out. I can't tell you that we had many memories of sitting back and laughing and traveling the world together, doing anything like that, because none of that really happened. In fact, Scott and I only met in person three different times. Um, We've talked over Skype three different times, and most of the communication that we've had has been through email, and believe it or not, through Instagram and his posts and my posts, 
And for all intents and purposes, Scott was a internet friend. He was a virtual friend. And if that sounds strange to you, don't worry. That also sounds very strange to me. But the fact of the matter is the impact that Scott had on my life is huge. And what's really neat is that the impact that Scott had on the lives of so many other people is absolutely massive. And that runs the gamut from obviously people who he was friends with, really close friends with in real life, people who worked with him over at his amazing website, Live Your Legend, people who knew him growing up, people who were high school friends and college roommates, all the way down to then people like me who who met him after he started his site and we kind of ran in the same circles with that. And then to people who never even met him in person, who just followed his blog and his site from afar and his message from afar. And I think that's the amazing part of it is that Scott was able to touch so many people. And it and it doesn't really matter how well you knew him. You know, I felt guilty for the last eight days because I felt so much grief and because I was struggling so much. I felt guilty because there's no way that I can even begin to feel the way that his wife feels, Chelsea, or the way that his parents feel or his family or people who are closer to him or or friends growing up or any of those type of people. I mean, obviously, the loss for them is so immense and my heart breaks for those people who are left. And so I felt guilty that I was struggling so much and that it was impacting me so much. Like, what does it even matter? Like I said, I met Scott three times. We've talked over Skype three times. Why is it such a big deal to me? Like, why can I feel this way? Shouldn't I just, like, grow up? Shouldn't I just, you know, man up and not feel that way? I mean, like I said, this is a guy who has had a huge impact on my life, but in the eyes of the world, you know, we barely knew each other. And... For the last eight days, I've struggled with that. Actually, probably for the first for the first four days, I really, really struggled with that. And I got to the point where I said, you know what? It doesn't matter how well I quote unquote knew Scott. I think that's almost the best testament I can give to his message and the impact he has is the fact that even though I didn't know him that well, I was impacted. And I think that says something incredible about his work. And to bring it back a little bit, I had just arrived in South Africa the day before, and I got up in the morning, and I was super excited. It was our first day in Cape Town. We had kind of beaten jet lag a little bit. We were up by 10 a.m., and we were going to have an awesome day. We were going to meet up with someone who I had been introduced to from another friend who I had not met in real life. Maybe this is a common theme throughout this podcast. I had not met her before in real life. I had actually not met Heath a friend of mine in real life before either. He's a member of our location indie community. And he said, I I have a a coach down there that I work with who's really great. Her name's Jacqueline. You should meet up with her. And so we had set up to meet up with her at noon. She lived down here in Cape Town and she was a local and it was going to be great. And that way we'd get up and going. And we did. And uh, we had a great lunch and she took us out and everything was was fantastic. And it was Heather, my wife, and her sister, Julie, my sister-in-law, and Jacqueline. And all four of us were going out. And we had decided that it, we might go and take a helicopter ride on our first day. What better way to see Cape Town than take a helicopter ride? And so we were talking about the best way to, of course, negotiate and haggle down a better price. And for whatever reason, and I try not to do this a lot, but I got on my phone and I opened up my email and I saw an email from Chelsea Dinsmore, Scott's wife. 
and it said news about Scott was the subject. And at that moment, I knew that it couldn't be anything good, um, especially because someone like me was receiving the email, you know, someone who's not his family or, or really close friends or anything like that. But of course I opened it and um, I could barely read it. I mean, the first couple sentences said that they had been hiking Kilimanjaro and, and I knew that because Scott and I actually have been talking quite a bit and, and Chelsea as well over the last couple months because some of you may not know, or a lot of you may not know if you haven't followed Scott, that he runs a website called Live Your Legend and he had gone on a world tour. Um, him and his wife were going on a world tour and they were traveling around the world, doing around the world trip for 12 months. And they were meeting people who were part of their community all around the world. And I had helped Scott start to plan this process about two years back. Um, we had met and we had started talking and he knew that I understood how to do travel hacking and things like that. So we had started about two years to help plan his trip around the world. So we, we had actually been in pretty close contact and we had been emailing back and forth over the last couple of months, especially because he was going to Africa and I had just been to Kenya and he was asking me if they should go to Kenya and they were going to hike Mount Kilimanjaro and that's something that Heather and I had always wanted to do. So we were talking quite, quite a bit about that. Scott, while they were hiking, unfortunately died because of a rock slide. So there was a rock slide and none of this was said in the message. It just said it was an, an unfortunate natural occurrence and that Scott had passed away and that Chelsea was on her way back to California. And that was the whole message. I've never been as floored as I was in that moment, which one, one of the realizations I've come to over the last eight days is that I have led a very, very blessed life, and I know that, and I'm not one to shy away from that. I, I haven't had a lot of loss and pain in my life. I'm a very upbeat person, generally. Um, I think that helps, but I haven't had to deal with a lot of, of hard, difficult things, um, with parents passing away, or a spouse passing away, or siblings, or anyone really, really close to me passing away. But this this floored me, and I was out on the harbor of Cape Town and I just felt this wave of, I, I don't know, I can't even explain. I just felt this wave come over me of not even grief. I would just say confusion. I was phased. I was knocked for a loop. I didn't know what to do. And of course I was with other people. I almost told them right away, but I, I couldn't really even speak. And so I kept it inside. And so, of course, then we decided that we were going to go on a helicopter ride, and uh, we went up in the, in the ride, and then, you know, we went on a Sunset Bay cruise, and I just, I couldn't even tell Heather, my wife, what I was feeling, and I didn't even know what I was feeling. It was just the fact that a blanket was over me, and that I could not talk to anyone about this. I, d I didn't know how to process it. I mean, it was so sudden, and again, it was someone that wasn't super close to me in in a sense of it wasn't a family member or anything like that, but it was someone who had impacted my life so deeply. And I didn't even really know how deeply he had impacted my life until this happened. I knew that I really liked his work and that he was a really good guy. And I, I really enjoyed his company when we did hang out in person. I, I liked emailing with him, that he had helped me with a lot of things. I'd been able to help him with a lot of things, but I didn't know how deep that 
relationship had gone on my end. So for that whole day, I was in a total funk. And then, you know, I, I was going to tell Heather that night and I just, I could not get it out to her. And all that night, I couldn't even sleep. And I just, I just stayed up. And I just remember checking Facebook over and over again, thinking, you know, maybe, maybe I was wrong or, or maybe something got mixed up or maybe I, maybe it didn't really happen. Maybe it came from Chelsea's email somehow, but there was some confusion. And I doubted that, but I was also checking to think I just wanted someone else to be talking about it. And so I, I was on Facebook all day going on Scott's page and just hoping that someone else would talk about, it. I don't know, maybe to feel like it was real because I felt so alone. I, I was in seven hours or six hours ahead of, you know, the East Coast and I had gotten Chelsea's email during the day. So, you know, everyone else who was going to get it, who was on in the U.S. was going to get it hours and hours later. And I felt like I was the only one who knew and I didn't know what to do and I didn't know who to reach out to or, or how to talk about it. And again, I had never felt something like this before. And I remember finally at about 2 a.m., I was on Facebook and one of my other friends, a mutual friend of Scott and mine, actually posted about it and wrote a little little blurb on Facebook about it and how he had, he had heard the news and how he was devastated. And I shot him a text really quickly and I just said, I just saw that you post on Facebook and uh, I'm reaching out and I don't even know why, but I just wanted to tell you that I'm feeling the same way and that I'm completely shocked and I'm completely torn up and I don't know what to do, and I just wanted someone else to know that I was feeling this way. And Jacob reached back to me. He was like, listen, I, I totally understand, um, and if you want to talk, let me know. And by this point, it was about 2 a.m. in the morning, and I just said, you know, I'm going to try to go to sleep. I'm going to try to try to deal with this for now. But it was, it was a relief. It, it really was a relief that someone else was talking about it. And, you know, then over the next six, seven days, a lot of people started talking about it. And a lot of people have written posts about it. And a lot of people have joined the, the tribute group and have posted their thoughts about Scott and how he inspired them and their stories, all the stuff that I had no idea about. And it's been really, really helpful. And those first couple of days, I would sit on that Facebook group and I was really sad. I would go to the Facebook group and I'd read all the stories and it would make me even more sad, but it, it also helped. And you know, I told Heather that I felt like I was suffocating for those three days, first couple days, and I've never felt that way before. I just felt like I couldn't, I couldn't get happy. I couldn't enjoy what we were doing, and and I understand, and I, I'm sure there's a lot of people listening who have gone through that and say like that's normal. But I, I, you know, it wasn't normal for me because usually I can get past those things, and usually I can really, you know, change my mood and and say okay, it's okay. Let let's let's do this. Let's enjoy this, and and let's you know, be happy-go-lucky, and I just could not do it. And so it was really helpful to have people talking about it. And so if you do know Scott and and you've been feeling the same way, you know, you might want to go to that, that tribute group if you haven't already. And I'm still reading all the posts. And, you know, it, it's since turned a little bit to, to not be as much grieving, but almost inspiring. It, well, not almost inspiring. It is inspiring to have people talking about the way he touched their life and hearing these stories from people who have known him for years and other people who just found his work and some people who know him really closely and other people who don't know him personally at all but have just followed his site. It's been amazing 
to read their stories and the things that they've done because of one person and one person's desire to help make the world a better place. So if you are struggling with that and you are someone who's sitting here and, and might you know, might need the same thing, I, I urge you to, to check that out on Facebook as, as well as on his site, Live Your Legend. And I was thinking a lot over those eight days of why I felt that way. You know, why did Scott's death shake me so much? What was it? Because as I've mentioned, you know, we weren't the best of friends. This wasn't a family member. This wasn't anything like that. So why was I feeling that way? You know, some of it was the fact that we're the same age. And Scott was 33. I'm 32. So obviously this puts it into perspective. We all know we're mortal. We all know that we're going to die at some point, but we never assume that it's going to happen. And so something like this, dying so suddenly... I think even just subconsciously for me, put it into perspective that that this could happen to me or anyone that I know. Um, So that's one part of it. I think another part of it was the fact that Scott is living in this online world and, and he has a site and he's very open about what he's doing and his passion for life and his desire to help others. And he's also married. And him and his wife Chelsea got married about the same time that Heather and I got married. So there are a lot of similarities there. You know, there are some people in in this space who are who are doing this and, you know, they're not married, they're single or or they're older or you know, we have a lot of parallels in the way that we have lived our lives. And so I think that that was another hard part was that you know, his wife now has to go through things that are unthinkable and and pain that is un, unbearable and just awful. And, you know, so that was one of the ways I felt this way was, was his fa- and I knew he was close to his family, same as I am. And so that there are people really close to him who are going to have to go through some really, really, really tough times. And my heart breaks for them. But I, I think the biggest reason that I felt this way and that I that it hit me so hard was Scott's mission. If you haven't been to live your legend, .net. You need to check it out. It is an amazing community of over 100,000 people who just, you know, really dive into this idea of finding work that you love or finding something that you love and doing it. And Scott has done a fantastic job at building a community in a way that is genuine, authentic, truthful, trusting. And he's, you know, the thing that he has built at Live Your Legend is incredible and will live on well after he's gone. And that's what's amazing about it. But there aren't enough people out there who not only think that way, who think in a way that say, I want to make this world a better place. And not just for me, but for others who sit back and say, I am going to do everything I can to help other people change their life and do something that they want to do and have something that is better than it was before I came into their life. So there are not many people out there who think that way, but there are even fewer who will boldly stand up and proclaim it and live that message. And Scott was one of them. He was the forebearer for that message. He would stand up and say, I am going to help people find and do work that they love. And he was fighting against conventional wisdom because a lot of times this stuff drags us down. You know, the, the quote-unquote regular world can drag you down and beat you up 
And if you're a person who's standing against it and saying, you know what, I'm going to be overly positive. I am going to look at everything from a positive perspective. I'm going to help others lead a life that they want to live. I'm not just going to do it for myself. I'm not going to live in this little bubble and make my life better and have all these things. I'm going to do that because that's how I want others to lead my life. And I'm going to lead by example, and then I'm going to help them do the same thing. And to stand up against the the idea that some people say, oh, you know, you can't do that. Like, why even bother? You know, why are you helping others? Or or why are you, you know, taking on this mission that that is way bigger than you? You know, you can't change the world. To stand up against that and say, no, you're wrong. I'm going to do that. And I have devoted my life to that. That takes a very, very special person. And the fact that he was doing it and that this was just the beginning, I think that's what makes me so sad. And what hit me so hard is that Scott's mission is the same as my mission. And Scott was doing something and his site will continue to do things that help change this world. And when you find those people who are willing to stand up and do that, and are who's so charismatic about it and so positive about it and so gung-ho and who will not take no for an answer, it's really, really hard to lose those people. And I know that Scott has changed hundreds of thousands of lives. I know that he helped change my life. And to give you a little bit of a story of, of where Scott and I stood, I guess, and and, wh- and how he helped change my life. As I said, we've only met in person three times, and I did not know Scott's site at all before the first World Domination Summit that I went to, which would have been two years ago. And uh, a friend of mine, Jacob Sokol, who's been on the podcast and who is a great guy as well, he said, I'm going to this meetup, and uh, you have to have a ticket, but you should just come by anyway. And it's for this guy named Scott Dinsmore, and he has a site called Live Your Legend, and I follow stuff, and we're friends I think you'd really like what he talks about. And I was like, all right. So, you know, I did what normally people don't do and what we're always afraid to do. You know, I showed up at this meetup knowing no one other than Jacob who was there, who actually wasn't there when I showed up. And uh, I I didn't know anyone. I went alone and I just figured, why not? Why not put myself out there? Why not give this a go? And I remember coming to the front door. I didn't know it at the time, but it was Scott's wife who was sitting there taking tickets. And she said, oh, do you have a ticket for this? And I said, no, I was just hoping maybe I could come in. You know, I, I didn't sign up through the site. I, I actually didn't know this was happening. I didn't even know about Live Your Legend before I was told about it earlier today. But it sounds like some really cool people. And, I, and you know, I just thought maybe I'd show up and could get in. And she had a huge smile on her face. And she's like, of course you can come in. And gave me, like, a ticket and was like, here's a free drink on us. Um, you can get at the bar, have fun, this and that. It was really, really sweet about it. Then I, you know, I saw Scott, who I didn't know was Scott at the time, but people were congregating around him. I figured it was probably the guy who was leading this meetup. Eventually, we got to talking, and uh, he ended up giving me like two more drink tickets. Like, here, man, take these, have a good time. And was just so happy that I was there, even though he didn't know me and I didn't know him before this. But he had all these people probably 80 to 100 people there to see him, to hang out with him. And yet he was happy that I was there and wanted me to have a good time. That's how I try to live my life. I just want others to have a good time and to enjoy it. And I could see that in him. It was so powerful 
that he cared that I was there and was having a good time. And so I ended up staying, as I do sometimes, uh, to be the last person there uh, to close out the party. And we were going to the welcome party of this conference that hadn't officially started yet, but there had been all these unofficial meetups. And uh, Scott and a few other people then were taking a bus over. They were shuttling people over. And so Scott and I and a few other people were the last people there. And we rode the bus over together and we were talking there. And in that conversation, he had told me, hey, you know, that's really neat that you travel and you do all this. My wife and I are going to do a round the world trip. And it's always been a dream goal of mine. And we got, uh, got into talking and I told him, hey, I think I can help you out with that. There's a lot of ways you can travel for cheaper than you think. Let me help you with the frequent fire mile stuff. Like you've done so much for me just by, by welcoming me into this party. Like, let, let me help you. And he's like, sure, send me an email. Here's a lesson for everyone. I sent him an email. A lot of times people put it on you to come connect with them then and people don't do it. So I sent him an email and I just said, hey, Scott, I'm the guy that we were talking at your party about helping you go from point A to point B to point C or whatever it was um, when you round the world trip. And I didn't hear back from him. And so I sent him an email again about a week later. And after that, he wrote me back and actually said, thanks for following up. You know, I've been really busy. And from there, a friendship blossomed. And, and I started helping him with frequent flyer mile stuff and with traveling and with planning their trip. And, you know, of course, they wanted to go everywhere in the world. And I could easily relate to this. And, you know, we started by even just narrowing down the places that they wanted to go in their 12 months because it was everywhere. And so we talked about destinations and I gave him some of my opinions on where what they might like and things like that. And he went on a few trips before this round the world one that I that I helped him book. And then he started helping me with building the Extra Pack of Peanuts community because he had done a fantastic job in a short time building up a community at Live Your Legend that is exactly what I wanted out of the Extra Pack of Peanuts community. I wanted to be a tight-knit group of people who wanted to do things that other people didn't believe they could do. And in our case, Extra Pack of Peanuts, it's travel and it's work from anywhere and it's find your dream job. A lot of the same things that, that Scott teaches as well. And so he started giving me advice on how to build the community and build it in a manner that, that you know, was very authentic and brought in the people that I wanted to bring in. And so we started trading back expertise. And, you know, I always look at it as Scott was about two years ahead of me when it came to building his community and the things he was doing because he had started earlier and he had all this knowledge. And, you know, I was two years ahead of him when it came to traveling because I had been traveling around the world and he was going to go traveling around the world in two years. And so it was a really cool relationship. I actually looked through my email the other day and uh, there was an email there that had gone unread on August 20th from Scott that I actually had read and didn't have time to respond to at the moment and it marked it unread and it was about advice for, for him coming back to California after they had spent some time in Africa and uh, talking about different options for their plane tickets and, and should they go to Kenya. You know, I opened that up and I just felt kind of guilty that, you know, I had not, I had not been able to respond to him because I'd been busy and I'd been doing a lot of things and staying out of my email inbox and all those things. And that's fine. But it, it just hit me again yesterday that here's an email that I was planning to get to and would have gotten to probably in the next couple of days. And I would have sent him in, in, you know, if everything had gone normally, I would have sent Scott an email. 
and I would have said, hey, and here's what I think, and I loving your pictures on Instagram, and you know everything looks amazing, and he probably would have sent something back, and oh, we're gonna go to Kenya, and we're gonna go on the same safari you did, and you know it just would have kept progressing. The chain would have kept progressing, and I would have taken his advice for building my community, and extra pack of peanuts would have continued to thrive, and he would have taken my advice on traveling, and we would have then kind of reached a level where we're just giving each other advice on everything, on life, and and one of the cool things was that he had been opening up to me about how hard it was to work on the road and and how hard this location-independent thing was. And it was pretty cool because I felt the exact same way two years ago. And, and truth be told, I feel that way sometimes still, but I've worked through it and I've understood what it's like to to kind of be bouncing around and traveling around the world while still trying to grow a site and, and have a business and things like that. And I've gotten much better at it over the last couple of years. And Scott told me that, you know, he was struggling with it over these last six, seven months that they had been traveling. And that's common. And and I understood that. And so it was neat for me to be able to give him some advice on that part of it and to, and to give back to him and say, you know, that that's common. That's, that's okay that that's happening. Here are some tips and tricks that I've learned and, and, and see him implement those. And the fact that now that's gone is really, really, really hard to deal with. But through it all. And again, it's been eight days and it's taken me eight days to even be able to sit down and record this and to, to get my thoughts out and not get choked up and to even kind of put thoughts together. And now it's gotten to the point where, yeah, I am bummed when I talk about it. And I'm bummed that Scott's not around and I'm bummed that, you know, what he started won't be able to be completed or won't be able to continue to grow by him. But what's really, really inspiring is the fact that in 33 years, Scott was able to do so much stuff and that Scott passed away doing something that he really, really loved. He was traveling the world with his wife. He had unplugged for the last week and had gone hiking on Kilimanjaro, which by all accounts from, from his friends and family and people close to him had been a lifelong dream. He died living the way that he wanted to live. And I think that if there's any solace I can take away from the fact that he's gone and the fact that it happened so suddenly, it's that it happened in that manner. And I think that that just really helps his quote unquote legend going forward is that people can now point to Scott's life and talk about the things that he did and the principles that he taught and the way that he lived his life. And they can point to his death and they can say, he died doing exactly what he was trying to tell other people to do. That's not always going to be comforting enough for people because it's still going to be sad. But there is a lot of comfort in it when you sit back and you think, here's a man who had a mission the last four, five, six years, he worked single-mindedly towards that mission. And now, through his death, he's going to be able to continue to inspire people. Over the last eight days, you know, I've constantly thought about, like, what, what did Scott teach me? Like, what are, what are the biggest takeaways? Because I've spoken a lot in generalities of, like, oh, he's inspired me and you know, his community is amazing and the things that he does is amazing. And, you know, I can sit here and say that it's funny that I was able 
over the last seven months or however long they'd been on this trip so far, and I can't even remember, that following his Instagram and his Facebook posts was one of the most inspiring things that I've done over the last seven months. And I actually told Scott that. I said, you know, what's funny is, and I I remember emailing because I felt a little hokey doing it. And I said, it's really funny that, you know, I am taking away so much from your Facebook and your Instagram posts because A, I'm not really good on social media myself, but B, I hear that from other people. I hear other people saying like, it's inspiring that you post where you're, where you are. And, you know, obviously there's going to be some people who say like, oh, you're rubbing it in your face that you're out traveling. I'm not, but you know, 99% of people are inspired by the fact that they see a young person like myself, like Scott out doing it and figuring out a way to do it and being open and honest about it. And, you know, Scott was really good at posting, you know, I guess, I don't know if it was every day. It sure seemed like all the time on Facebook about what he was doing that day and the experiences he had. And it was really cool to see him do these real-time updates. And luckily for me, Heather, my wife is fantastic at that. And uh, and so I've kind of put her in charge because I'm not so good at it. Seeing how inspiring his story was and the things that he was doing and the, and the day-to-day life that he was out living and the enjoyment he was getting out of it, it spurred me on to say, I have to continue to do that as well. Because you never know who's going to pick up what from the things that you're doing and who's going to be inspired from the things that you're doing and who's going to see something that you kind of put up maybe off the cuff and maybe that's going to change the trajectory of their life or maybe just change the trajectory of their day. And so I told him that and you know he responded and said, oh, well, listen, man, I've been following yours for the last two years, so it's the least I could do to try to make you feel a little jealous. And so I think that's really neat that we're able to have such a good documented history through social media of what Scott was doing over these last seven, eight months of their trip and to really look back on that and be inspired. And so over the last eight days, I've thought, what are my, what are my biggest takeaways from what Scott has done? And, and I loved getting his emails every week. And I can talk about little takeaways. I mean, even something as silly as I remember reading on Scott's site one time, he said, you'll get an email every Wednesday. And then in parentheses, he said, or maybe Thursday, because he'll post once a week. And so there's a few things in that that I took away. One was that, you know, he was consistent and he was writing these awesome killer posts every single week. I mean, these weren't fluff pieces. These were digging deep into things that he thought were really important. You know, whether it was tips, actionable tips on how to you know, flip your mindset or be productive or whether it was kind of more abstract. Here's how to live a life and here's how to do something important. And, you know, whatever it was, he wrote these awesome posts and he had a way with words that I don't like to read a lot of people's stuff online anymore. I think there's a lot of stuff out there, but Scott's writing really resonated with me. So I could take that away, you know, that he was consistent. I could also take away the fact that he said, or sometimes on Thursday, that he didn't take it too seriously. Like you can't always let the work of life get in the way of life. And there were times that, you know, 
I felt that same way that I, I'd watch these people who almost seem like machines and they'd be putting posts out, you know, every day or every other day. I'm like, man, this is really cool that you're doing that. But when do you actually have time to enjoy the stuff that you're talking about? Because a lot of these people are talking about lifestyle and travel and building your own business and building it so that you can have freedom. And I just thought, man, how are you doing that? Some of them are not as lazy as me. All right. Maybe they're just more consistent. That's fine. But I like that Scott sometimes would put it out on a Thursday because maybe there was something that came up on Wednesday that was just too good to pass up. So there's a lot of these little takeaways. And I could go on forever about them. And they're just things that come to mind when I'm thinking of Scott. I mean, I'm just going to throw another one out there. The fact that on an Instagram post, he kept putting up the stairs that he would go running on all over the world, like up getting my morning stair climb on at this tiny little town in Italy. And I'd sit there and think, you know, I want to hate what you're doing right now because how can you be so, uh, how can you have such dedication to do that while in Italy? I travel all the time and I use that as an excuse to not stay on top of fitness. But it's something that I'll always remember now. You know, I went on a run earlier today because I thought, you know, if Scott was here in beautiful, in the beautiful wine country of South Africa, he would get out and he would go for a run. He wouldn't let the fact that he was here enjoying wine and all stuff stop him from the things that he was passionate about. One of those, you know, was exercising and, and fitness. And I said, I can't let that stop me as well. So there's all these tiny little things that when I look back, I, I didn't even know at, the, at that time they were going to make such an impact, but they did. And I think that's really important. But I digress again. I'm getting to the big takeaways and... As a lot of you know, I like to ramble and I didn't plan much when I was doing this because I wanted to be very raw and open and honest and I hope it came across that way. But the big takeaways I did write down because I sat down for an hour and thought, what are the things about what I've learned from Scott and the lessons he's taught me through his site and, and through the interactions I've had with him that, that are really the things that are sticking with me and are really helping me become better and inspiring me. And the first is to keep thinking big. And when you think you've thought big enough, to think bigger. And the best example I can give you of this with Scott is I remember when I heard that he was going to do a Live Your Legend local group. And what this was was, you know, his site is Live Your Legend and he's the head of that and he writes there and it's all about, you know, him imparting wisdom on people and them getting it and being inspired and going with it. But he wanted to do something bigger. He wanted this this mission to be bigger than him. And I think it's very amazing now, in retrospect, that he was able to do something like this. And so he wanted to start these local chapters of Live Your Legend all over the world where people would lead a group in their city or their town. And, uh, you know, he would facilitate it from afar by, by giving them all the tools and resources, him and his team, I should say, because there's a lot of people working behind the scenes helping him out. But him and his team would do this and they give you the resources you need to, you know, facilitate the, the conversations and the meetups and things like that. But it would be run by people in that city. I remember thinking like, whoa, this is, you know, we're taking it from the virtual life now and we're doing it in real life. Right. So now now you're trying to make an impact in real life, you know, from you're going to be somewhere else and you're going to have people taking your message and making impacts in each other's lives and, and building a community somewhere far, far away from you. And, you know, it's it's hard enough if you're going to do it just in the U.S. or even in your own state. But Scott's idea was to do this worldwide. 
I immediately took hold with this and well, I thought it was crazy. And I'm like, I don't know how you're going to pull this off. And I honestly don't think it's going to work. I didn't tell him that, but I just thought, man, this is huge. This is, this is crazy what you're doing. How is it going to work? And uh, I signed up to be a leader for the Philadelphia one. And uh, we, we held one meeting and, and then I went traveling and actually, you know, that kind of dissipated then, although there's still some chatter in the Facebook group, but it was amazing. Uh, there was a day and I can't remember the exact day, but I remember it was zero degrees Fahrenheit in Philadelphia and it was snowing. And I think it was in January of last year. And, um, there were meetups in something crazy, like 120 different cities all over the world at the same time, all because of live your legend. I was blown away that Scott pulled it off. And he thought big. And then when he probably got scared of it and thought this is too big, he decided to think bigger and bigger and bigger. And I've always been someone who has kind of been a dreamer and has been told by a lot of people, like, that's not going to work. Or, you know, even people who are supportive. They think, listen, you're an idea person. You have these crazy ideas. You're always thinking big, this and that. People, they might even be supportive, but they just think like, there's no way, like get your head out of the clouds. And I've been inspired by Scott to think, I'm not thinking big enough. And when I am thinking big enough, I need to think bigger. And that's a huge, huge takeaway that Scott has been able to teach me, not, not even teach me, but show me through Live Your Legend Local. And I think it's a testament to him that Live Your Legend Local is still going strong and has people all over the world now and people who are going to continue to keep his legacy and and his mission going forward even after he's passed away. The second big takeaway is to truly enjoy the moment. And this is one of those cliche things that people say all the time. Carpe diem, you know, seize the day, live in the moment. But, you know, it's a cliche for a reason. That's because so often we're caught up with everything else that's happening and with what we're going to be doing later and what we're going to be doing, you know, what our friends are doing and and what someone's doing on Facebook and getting it on Facebook and posting it to Facebook. And I just talked about how good Scott was on social media with getting his stuff up and being able to inspire people with that. But I think there was a good balance there for him because he really did seem to enjoy the moment. And I know that Scott was afraid to climb Kilimanjaro because it meant being unleashed from technology for eight days. And this is something that has come out from, from people close to him who have said like, yeah, he shared with me that he, he wanted to do this, but he was really afraid at being away from the internet and technology for eight full days. And that sounds silly, but it is exactly the way I feel. It's exactly the way a lot of people feel. And what I really love is that Scott said, I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to be away. I'm scared to do this, but I'm going to live in the moment and truly enjoy this part of the trip, being away from technology and being with my wife and doing something that was always a lifelong goal of mine. I think that's something that we can take away with that. And that's not to say that you can't be on technology and and that enjoying the moment means that you're away from technology. just means to stop and think and look at where you are and take some time to take that in. 
And instead of thinking about what's next and, and the next big thing, and again, a lot of these go hand in hand because we talk about thinking big, but a lot of times for me, I know thinking big then, then clouds my judgment of, uh, and clouds my mind of enjoying what I've actually done or where I am or what I've accomplished because it's always like get to the next thing, get to the next thing, bigger, better, more impact, and all that's great, but stop and enjoy the moment. And I think that Scott and his trek up Kilimanjaro and being unleashed from technology for those days, that's the takeaway that I'm able to take from that. The third biggest takeaway, and this was, I think, could sum up what his goal was at Live Your Legend, and that's if you're not happy doing what you're doing, then change it. It's a pretty simple message when you boil it down. If you're not happy doing what you're doing, then change it. Scott talked a lot about doing work you love, finding a job you love, but this message can go for everything. You know, this doesn't have to mean a job or work. This can mean travel. This can mean your home. This can mean your family. This can mean everything. If you're not happy with the way something is, then change it. But what I really like about the fact is that it doesn't have to be done in a dumb way. This doesn't mean that you have to quit your job today because you're listening to this podcast. You're like, you know, that's right. I'm going to quit my job right now because I'm not happy with it. See you later. Yeah, there's people who do that. And some people need to do that. And that's fine. But what I've really seen come out from people who have taken Scott's advice and, and have posted on Facebook about how he's impacted life is that a lot of people have done this in a very systematic way. And again, I, I don't know Scott as well as a lot of people. And I don't know exactly how he did things, but I tend to believe that he was fairly systematic. And even from his emails, when we're talking about miles and points, he's very you know, systematic. All right, well, I should earn these points to do this, to do this, boom, 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 boom. And that doesn't mean that you can't then be crazy and have fun because I've seen plenty of videos of him letting loose and dancing and just loving the moment. But it means that you can look at the, the things in your life that you want to change and be systematic about them, work towards them. So you don't have to quit your job right away. You could say, I'm going to take three months and I'm going to save X amount of dollars and I'm going to build up this and this and this that I've always wanted to do while I'm working so I don't have to worry about it. And then I'm going to leave my job when these goals are accomplished and set yourself up for success. So if you're not happy about what you're doing, then change it. And you don't have to do it in a dumb way. You can do it in a systematic way. And you don't even have to do it in a super major way right away. You don't have to say, I'm going to quit my job or I'm going to go travel the world or I'm going to you know, sell my house. You can do it in a minor way every single day. You know, maybe there's something you don't like about your job. You know, maybe you think you don't like your job, but maybe there's a few things that are the reason you don't like your job and you go about changing them. You know, maybe it's something as easy as, you know, you don't like going into the office because it's an awful commute. So you talk to your boss about working from home for a day, a week, or, or maybe two days a week, or, or maybe working virtually all the time. I don't know what it is, but it doesn't have to be these huge life-changing things. It can be minor things. So if you're not happy doing what you're doing, then change it. But it doesn't have to be in a crazy way right away, and it can be done in a very systematic way. And the fourth takeaway that, that Scott has taught me, and I think this might be the, the biggest one. I, I don't think any are more important than others, but this might be the one 
that resonates with me the most and why I was so upset and and why the, the death hit me so hard. And that was to live openly, honestly, and with childlike wonderment. And again, I think one of the reasons that Scott's death hit me so hard is that I think we were very similar in a lot of ways and that Scott really just had a natural curiosity for life and he enjoyed it and he loved meeting people and hearing their stories and helping them. And and that's exactly the type of life that I live and that I want to live and that I want to help other people live just to get the most that they can. And to live openly, you know, not be afraid to share things, not be afraid to talk about how hard some of the times are. So sure, you have your Instagram posts of all the amazing steps that you're running in Italy and and the awesome food that you're eating, but to talk about things that are struggles as well. And, and I think that's one of the reasons that Scott's site has grown to such a huge degree and has become so popular is that he's very open about it. And he's very honest about it. And at the same time, he's very inquisitive and he always seemed to just enjoy what he was doing, even if it was a small thing. And his Instagram, as we talked about it, made me so jealous. And you almost wanted to say like, stop, man, like stop. Life can't be good all the time. But he was so genuine about it because then he'd post about something of why location independence wasn't all it was cracked up to be and how hard it was. And it resonates with me so deeply because there's so few people who are willing to take life by the throat and say, I'm going to live it on my own terms. And then out of those people, there's so few amount of people who are willing to then pull the curtain back on when it's not always the best and to really show the high highs, but also to show the low lows. And Scott was one of them. And a lot of what I've done at Extra Pack of Peanuts and and people have listened to a lot of these podcasts and have been with us for a while on the site, you know that I'm not afraid to really talk about the, the, the realities of travel and of location independence. And that's why we started our community Location Indie, because we wanted people to to see the reality of location independent, to get past those obstacles and to build the life they wanted. Not to say, hey, it's really, really simple. And all you have to do is leave your job and then life will be great. But to say, hey, it's not simple, but if you do it, you're going to be rewarded in a way that's beyond your wildest imagination. And Scott was doing that same thing. And I look up to him and the way that he was building Live Your Legend, the way that he built Live Your Legend, and the way that he presented himself and was so open, so honest, and yet had so much fun and had such a zest for life and a childlike wonderment about everything that he did. And so those are my four biggest takeaways from Scott and the life that he lived and the site that he built and the community that he has was, you know, to keep thinking big. And when you think you've thought big enough to think bigger, to truly enjoy the moment, to sit back, stop and look at where you are and soak that in and relish that. If you're not happy with what you're doing, then change it and to live openly, honestly, and with childlike wonderment. And I'm just going to wrap this up by by saying if you have listened to this and, and you've come all the way through, you know, I didn't know what I was going to speak about. I didn't know how long I was going to go. And of course, people who are fans of the podcast know that I'm prone to ramble, but I really do hope that in some way, either this helped you deal with the loss of Scott 
um, something that we're going to continue to have to deal with. I mean, this isn't over by any stretch. I've been able to sit here and talk for 53 minutes about it. But in the beginning of the episode, I didn't think I was going to make it. Um, so it's going to be something that that's sad and that's okay. And I've come to the realization that it's okay that these feelings that I have are okay. Um, but if you are dealing with the loss of Scott, um, that hopefully maybe this could, could shed some life light on what I went through and maybe give you some peace as well. Um, maybe you're feeling the same things. If it's not with Scott, maybe it's with some other people. Uh, maybe it's with other loss you've had in your life. And it's a topic that a lot of times, you know, is hard to talk about. And a lot of people don't talk about and don't want to share stuff openly. And so maybe this can, can give you a little bit of peace. And maybe this can, can help you work through some things that, that you're feeling that maybe you don't think other people are feeling, or maybe you're the only one there. Maybe you're suffocating. And maybe you think like there's no one else out there that's feeling this. Like, well, there are. And, uh, and hopefully this can help you. And lastly, I hope that, that this inspires you because I know Scott has been a huge inspiration for me. You know, we met three times in person. We talked over Skype three times. We traded a lot of emails and a lot of Instagram posts and Facebook um, comments and things like that. But the fact that he had such a huge impact on my life after meeting him only three times, you know, his, his ratio of impact to in-person hours is very, very high on my life. And if you have met Scott and he's impacted you and, and inspired you, I can only reach out and say, like, I'm very happy that he was able to do that. And I only wish that I could have the same impact as him on other people's lives going forward. And I think that that is that's really our cross to bear at this point is to take his message and to spread it out. And that that was one of the reasons I wanted to do this tribute podcast was that, you know, he impacted me a lot. And I know a lot of people out there don't know his message. And I hope that at least one person listening to this who doesn't know his message can go and read about it and be inspired and to take what he talks about and really change your life. So if you have been able to do that or if you just want to chat about some things, obviously you can feel free to leave a comment. You can get the show notes for this show at extrapackofpeanuts.com slash pods, P-O-D-S. Leave a comment in there. Let me know what you're thinking. Let me know um, if you're if you're you know if you're inspired by this or or anything really. You can leave those comments over there. Also in the show notes, we're going to link up uh, the tribute group to Scott Dinsmore on Facebook um, because that that has some inspiring stories from people um, every day. Still, I'm reading through them and just it's actually it's really helping me pull pull me up from from kind of the uh, the doldrums that I was in. And just saying, you know, this is really sad and this is, and it sucks, but look at the impact he was able to have. So we'll be linking that up as well. We're going to be linking up Live Your Legend, um, his website, but that's liveyourlegend.net. That'll be in the show notes. And I really just appreciate you guys staying with me this, this whole time. You know, this has been therapeutic for me. So anyone who's listening to this, you've, you've helped me um, get through some stuff. And uh, I really look forward to, to touching base with you and maybe hearing from some of you there. Again, the show notes, extrapackofpeanuts.com slash pods. You can find this episode. Of course, you can find any of the other episodes that we've talked about before. If you're not a member of our Extra Pack of Peanuts newsletter and you are interested in doing stuff that Scott was doing over this last eight months, you know, traveling around the world, working 
but still traveling around the world, getting to do it cheap, using frequent flyer miles and Airbnb and all these tips and tricks to travel around the world and do it in an affordable way. Um, that's what we're all about here at Extra Pack of Peanuts is inspiring people to give it a go and then showing them exactly how they can do that. So you can sign up for our newsletter um, and get our new video series that, that we just created that's really going to kickstart you in the right direction. You can get that by going to extrapackofpeanuts.com slash free. Thank you guys again for all the continued support of this podcast. Thank you for making us the number one rated travel podcast on iTunes and especially for today's episode. Thank you for staying with me um, this entire time and allowing me to, to share with you my tribute to Scott. So until next time, happy free travels. I'll show you Paris soon.